when disaster strikes. Will you be ready? Good evening, and we begin tonight with the monster hurricane and its deadly impact already. When all hope is gone, will the government be there for you? If you're looking for ways to take your prepping to the next level, then you've come to the right place. Broadcasting from a secure and well-prepared location, it's time for Prepping 2.0. And now, please welcome authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome everyone to Prepping 2.0. This is one of your hosts, Shelby Gallagher, and I am joined by my co-host in life and on this show, Glenn Tate. Hello, hello. We have so many cool things to talk about today, Glenn. We sure do. Um, The topic overview for today is we have a rare treat. We have, first of all, it's about Virginia, which is not rare because uh, two episodes ago, we talked a lot about Virginia. Um, not to be a jerk, but I kind of, she and I kind of made some predictions about how Virginia was going to go, and it's been going the way we thought, which is to say um, the, the communists are doubling down. That's what we predicted. It's important to note for this show in particular when we're recording this right. because some events might happen in a few days, and I don't want to confuse people. So we're recording this on Saturday, January 18th. And on January 20th, there's going to be a big event in Virginia, which we're going to talk about. This show will air on Wednesday, the 22nd. And so what you're hearing now may or may not have happened, but that's just just kind of the fun of it. So anyway, there we go. And Shelby, this is our first show recording this on our new sound mixing board, the Zoom H6. Yes, it is. I'm so excited. And yes, you just heard that cool background music. Thank you to our producer. We will always joke about this. Glenn and I are children of the 70s. We both grew up watching a PBS show called Zoom. And in in the middle of setting all this up, I was like, yeah, it's a Zoom H6. And both of us had the theme song going in our mind. And there's a little dancing, boogieing moment here in the the old uh, podcast radio show producing room of uh, that music. so We had not heard the theme song to the show Zoom in 40 years. Then we see on our soundboard, it's written Z-O-O-M, and she and I break into the song like we just heard it yesterday, so which is very dorky. It's dorky. Oh, well, I'm not ma- bragging. This does not make us look good. Kind of weird, yeah. It so is kind of weird. There's that. So when we talk about the Zoom, you might hear some special music. <laughs> and thank you to YouTube for helping us get that music. And if you want to enjoy that Zoom, you go right ahead. And speaking of thank yous, the reason we have yes. the new mixing board and the way better sound quality, and as you'll hear with our guest, way better sound quality for guests, instead of Skype, they now get a call in and we plug it into the system and it's way, way, way better. Much the reason clear. we have this this technology is because of why who should we be thanking two two groups of people one are patreon supporters absolutely and number two is our sponsors that you will talk about them in a moment how awesome they are their financial support makes it so that we can make the investment in this kind of stuff um, and keep these ongoing costs going like even just this morning I'm like ah, we need to get a little extra something to help with this all of those little costs and I've talked about it before I think that's why a lot of podcasts start and stop because all these costs along the way are can get expensive they sure yeah. can so thank you to our sponsors and thank you to our patreon supporters you got all of you thank you so much for all of your support well it's time for the top 100 these are the top 100 things that go the quickest in a collapse and this is based largely on the real life experiences of uh, survivors of the bosnian call it what it is civil war and it's on our website which is prepping 2-0.com the the list of 100 is there we read one every week because it's a great way to put a seed in your head and you say, oh geez, now, oh yeah, that makes sense. I should probably get some of that stuff. So instead of, hey, here's a list of 100 things and it'll be $18,000 and you need to get it tomorrow. Uh, that doesn't work well with no, me as far as I, getting things I, done. I check out at the $18,000. Right, but hearing one thing a week kind of gets it done. What is number 53, Shelby? Number 53 is duct tape. If you are a prepper and don't have duct tape, we need to talk. You're going to die. You're going to die. So duct tape, it is incredibly useful. Here's what's really interesting. As we were talking about, you know, we go look and see what the next one is on the list this morning. Somebody literally just emailed me who used to be in the military as a forward observer and said, 
electrical tape. Yes. Incredibly useful and used it all the time in his military service, used it for everything. I would say duct tape and electrical tape. Yeah, let's let's put them together to both yeah. of them. Let's do that. So let me jump back though. Let me say this. On our website, prepping2-0.com, you will find everything and everything there and, and then some more everything. A lot of everything there, right? It's a lot. So on the lower right-hand corners where you'll find this list, it's awesome. And we're about only halfway through it. So we got a ways to go. That's right. And when we're done with the top 100, um, we're just going to make stuff up. We'll find up. another yeah, list. Yeah, we'll come up with like 104 and we'll just make stuff up. There you go. And uh, I'd like to briefly mention our sponsors. Their ads appear. So the details like the discount codes and everything appear in the ads. But I, I this is heartfelt thanks to EMP Shield. They make a product that actually protects whatever it's wired into from an EMP for real testing. Uh, new mana, N-U-M-A-N-N-A, like mana from heaven, but it's new, N-U. And they make long-term bulk freeze-dried food, and we like it, we have it. I, I was a customer of theirs like before they even got a hold of us about the show. KT Armor, C-A-T-I, come and take it armor. Steel armor, um, body armor with anti-spall coating. Good entry-level um, uh, protective gear that you need, have an unfair advantage. And then Backwoods Home, which is a quarterly magazine, real life paper magazine that comes in the mail, which we love. And um, they're good folks too, so we do that. And then there's another something to mention. Uh, we're, we're gonna get to Dutch, trust me. Trust me, we're gonna, <laughs> we have so much going on. It's so exciting, it's an exciting time. Um, PAM Radio, P-A-M, which stands for Prepper Amateur Radio. Not ham radio, but PAM Radio. Go to pam-radio.com and find out about it. Real quickly, it's a flashcard app on your phone that's free that I developed because I had to teach my team about comms. And I started writing index cards like the old guy that I am who watches Zoom back in the 70s, right? <laughs> so instead of index cards, this millennial friend of mine, yeah, and there are some good millennials, um, he said, why don't you do a an app like a phone like a like a flashcard thing and i went oh my goodness that's such a better idea well a year and a half later because i like to do stuff correctly and i was sort of a perfectionist um they're now going to be out in about february and it's all practical no ionosphere no equations nothing hard you don't need you don't even need like high school science class to be able to go through these cards learn what you need to know to be a prepper that's all i care about that's why it's pam radio not ham radio. You're going to be hearing a lot about it. I think, oh, by the way, I have 67 beta testers, like special operations guys and like regular guys who just can tell me what they really need to know and, and tell me I don't need to know that. You know what I mean? That's not a question on my mind. This is all designed so you get over that hill of saying, oh my goodness, ham radio, that's way too complicated, way too expensive. I can't possibly learn that. These cards in about 45 minutes, you're going to go, that was easy. So you're going to be hearing more about that. And then Shelby is going to tell us what's in the Merch Shack. Hmm, what's in the Merch Shack? So exciting. We have some cool new things going on. Um, first, we have, if you haven't seen it yet, and I haven't gotten it, I've gotten a good chunk of orders, but usually when we introduce a new sticker, there's tons and tons of orders. So I'm wondering if people haven't caught it. We have 1776. 2.0 stickers out there. They're and so you, cool. So cool. So all you have, all you have to do is go to our uh, website, prepping2-0.com, click on shop. We have some new updated um, sizes for uh, I Miss America hoodies. Um, we also have patiently awaiting the collapse stickers as well. And t-shirts, patiently awaiting the collapse shirts. Yeah, new and run of those. New run of those, so sizes have been updated and all that. I will say this, I will say, and I say this a couple times, shout out to Jason over at I, um, Unicorn Iron Apparel. Iron Unicorn Apparel. Iron Unicorn Apparel. I probably say that wrong all the time. My okay. bad. Just go look for them on Facebook. Super awesome. Patriots over there who do a lot of good for just this patriot community we love supporting them they love supporting us love them so they are the ones that fulfill all of our vendor orders and they're the ones that honestly keep us keep all of our sizes up to date and all that so yes and another thing and yes this is a long list of stuff guys but there's a ton going on khnc is a a kind of cutting edge conservative talk radio radio station in uh, northeastern Colorado, uh, the signal gets into Denver, so it's Denver slash the Front Range. 
They're amazing. Um, we have a great relationship with them. They gave me a one-hour show on Fridays. It used to be on Tuesdays. Now it's on Fridays. It's amazing, and we have cool guests. If you like Prepping 2.0, you're going to love this show. Here's the cool thing. Coming soon, there will be an RSS feed uh, of that show, and it'll be on the prepping2-0.com website. It'll have its own tab. It'll say the Glenn Tate Show, and you guys can start listening to that and downloading it. Highly recommend it. Super cool guys at that station. It's the it's the new wave of, I don't know, alternative conservative media, and um, very excited that that they wanted me to do a show on there. Thank so, you and just, very much. Just yeah. to make a note, just recently that time change went from Tuesday to Friday morning. So what's what are the details? On if that? you want to listen live, um, it is Friday at eleven o'clock Mountain, so twelve Central. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern and 10 a.m. Pacific. Pacific, Pacific, of course, is the time zone that God intended. It's in Leviticus. Look it up. (laughs) That's a lie. So next one is, and next one is, and then I promise we are going to get to our guest. I just recently hosted a Facebook Live event. Never done it before in my life. Didn't know how it would go. I spent an hour just chatting with a whole lot of you out there, and we I really enjoyed it. You were in the other room enjoying um, a relaxing evening, and um, you can find it on my Facebook um, author page. But we decided after talking about it, that was a really successful thing, and we're going to start doing Facebook Live events on our Prepping 2.0 Facebook page. So if you don't know what that page is, again, go to our website. There's a link to it right there. And we are gonna start hosting them. I believe our next one, we are scheduled for the 24th. Of January. Of January at 6 p.m. Pacific, the time Pacific zone that God intended. In Leviticus, or First Opinions 12.1. First Opinions 12.1, yes. So there you go. <laughs> so set your clocks and come join us. Now here's the other thing. If you're like, doggone it, I gotta work, I got this, I got that. It's okay, we save them, they're recorded, they will be uploaded to Facebook, just go back and look at them. What's gonna be the topic of the January 24th, 6 p.m. Pacific Facebook Live? Oh, I was so excited. People were asking about this at the recent one. Pam Radio. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a little preview, give you an overview of what this is. I think you're gonna dig it. It's gonna be really cool. Well, enough of our enough announcements stuff. and Gosh. stuff. What people tuned in for was to hear Dutch. So uh, we have Dutch on the line. Go ahead, Dutch. Say hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. I hope you're all having a good day. Oh, we sure are. Hey, Dutch. We're not gonna tell you much about his background, and there's a reason for that. You'll know why by the end of this program. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to say this. Dutch knows what he's talking about in Virginia as far as the political situation goes. And I'm going to leave it at that. If he wants to fill in stuff, he can. But trust me, Dutch is coming to you with the Glenn and Shelby seal of approval and vetting. I think hopefully that's maybe all you need to know. And let me add this to Dutch. From what I know about you, and this is kind of our first conversation, but from from what Glenn has told me about the conversations you've had, you're more you are more than just an, an angry citizen. You have some insider information that you have found out that you know about because of who you are that can really help shed light on the Virginia thing for us. And one thing I want to just say that I'm frustrated with, I think Glenn would before would would agree with me before we get started. Those of us here on the West Coast, there is zero, zero in the news, zero, even on conservative news stations, zero in the news on what's happening in Virginia. It's very frustrating because that tells me that even conservative news programs are staying away from how tense it is in Virginia right now. So let's, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. And, and the reason we're talking about this, if you're not familiar with the Virginia situation, is there's a chance, and we we try not to exaggerate on this show because as I'm fond of saying, we conservatives don't need to exaggerate because the facts and history and morality are on our side. Why would we blow credibility by coming up with pie in the sky or chicken little, you know, skies falling stuff when we're just gonna lose credibility? So we're gonna be extremely uh, focused on being accurate here. And so there we go. And so my question for you Dutch is, um, give us a quick overview of all the new stupid laws that uh-huh. are being proposed and in some cases have been enacted. And then I'm going to ask you, how the heck did this happen to Virginia, which is a southern state? 
Okay, well, to start with, we now have a new legislature, which for the first time in approximately 25 years is controlled by the Democratic Party. And unfortunately, they have introduced a whole slate of uh, legislation across the board. Everything that the, you know, the gun control people want, they've got it on the slate, and they seem to be bound and determined to actually put it through. You've got an outright ban of so-called assault weapons. Uh, and that's particularly egregious because the governor has uh, threatened to do confiscation uh, and said that they would use the police to do that. And then uh, there are reports from people inside the state house that, and he was advised that the police were indicating they would refuse to do that. He threatened to bring out the National Guard. Holy and when that happened, uh, there was an official statement put out by the head of the National Guard uh, trying to downplay things, but the rank and file in the National Guard said they would not participate and they would you know, go to the other side. That obviously did not sit well with the governor's office, and they've been trying to downplay that in the media, but it's you know, pretty reliable information, and it's all over... Uh, the news here, and that's just the f one item. There, uh, you know, until about six years ago, Virginia had a one gun per month limit, where you could only buy one firearm every month unless you had a concealed carry permit. Um, for most people, it probably wasn't a terribly big thing, but it basically forced anyone who was into guns any degree at all to have uh, a concealed carry permit uh, so there was kind of an upside to it in that regard but it clearly was a violation of people's constitutional right uh, you know no one would tolerate being told they could only go to church once a month uh, right. uh, I, I don't think that would go over very well you get to read uh, one newspaper a month I'm sorry? You get to read one newspaper a month, right? One edition yeah, of the Yeah, you get to read, you know, you get to watch the news once a month. Uh, um, you know, they're uh, uh, putting in a magazine ban for any firearm or any magazine in excess of 10 rounds, but they're also uh, proposing a, a ban against any firearm that is capable of holding a magazine of 10 or more rounds. Oh, wow. Uh, that's pretty much any kind of a firearm that takes a magazine. I suppose there might be some kind of a weird stock that comes down underneath the magazine well that you can only sneak in a certain size magazine or something. Um, uh, there's also an, um, a proposal to ban uh, firearms that have fixed magazines in excess of 10 rounds. So, so everything. This is that worse would affect than like lever action rifles. Oh my goodness! Like forty four forty or three fifty seven Magnum, because some of those carry fourteen rounds. So imagine that you know a hundred and forty year old design would Jeez. be illegal. Wow! Uh, they're just completely across the board. Uh, shotguns would be illegal if they had an extended uh, magazine tube. Yeah, it, it, anything that the Democrats and the, the gun control people can think of, they are basically insisting they're going to push it through. And unfortunately, they're going to be able to do it, most likely, because they now have control of exactly. the House, the Senate, and the governor's mansion. Well, you know, I wanted to emphasize one point you made, and this gets back to the um, emphasis on accuracy. You're exactly right. I've read these bills. And some of these have passed out of committee, so this is not moving. pie in the sky stuff. Um, it's a assault weapons. I know everyone's going to say, "Don't call it that," but okay, we're just going to use their terms. An assault weapons confiscation, a ban, meaning that the day after this law passes, and it will here in a week or two, which is crazy. Um, that ten twenty two that uh, you were going to give your grandson is now as illegal as a brick of heroin, and. Yeah, I'm a lawyer, and I don't goof around with fancy lawyerisms. I'm going to tell you, 
that 22 is now as illegal as a brick of or heroin. Or like the 22 that your grandfather gave you that's 100 years old. Seriously. Yeah, because it has a tubular magazine that holds oh my blah, blah, gosh. blah. Um, so, and that's an important thing. And that means you're going to go after, you're going to do confiscation. Now, there are other gun laws. Washington is facing ones. Oh, very similar. Prohibitions on future sales. And so you can still possess normal guns. You just can't buy them in the future. And that's a huge distinction because when you do a confiscation law, a ban, that is, the next thing is confiscation. Well, um, and I will throw in here too a couple things that are not directly gun related, but um, are causing yeah, a lot of the, angst and are, are yeah. harbingers of tyranny, if you ask me. Right. And that is they, they changed the law on uh, what it takes to recall <laughs> statewide elected officials. Right. And they made it way, way harder to, I don't know, recall the governor. What, why do you suppose they did that? And then this thing, and I, I read this Dutch. I can't believe this is true. So I'm going to ask you if this is really true. What's this about a bill to change how the governor is elected from whoever wins the popular vote in the state to whoever wins a bunch of congressional districts? Because your congressional districts recently were completely gerrymandered by an Obama appointee. And so... I mean, what's that? I mean, are they trying to change it so that this governor can never be voted out of office? Because that coupled with confiscating firearms is deplorable. Uh, well, let me address a couple of things that you said there. Um, some, of the, some laws were actually passed in the last couple of days, even though they weren't supposed to be uh, scheduled to be voted upon until next week because... Uh, this Monday is uh, this is Saturday right now. This Monday, January twentieth, uh, is is what we traditionally have every year called Lobby Day, where you lobby not only on firearms but on a whole host of different issues. And traditionally, they did not actually pass laws, particularly contentious laws, before that date. And these various firearm laws were scheduled to be voted on after the lobby day, because that's the whole purpose of allowing a lobby day. Uh, the Democrats decided to throw away tradition because they knew they were you know, facing a lot of uh, opposition, so they passed a lot of laws in the last several days that were contentious. One they did not do was the assault weapons ban, or, and as I understand it, they've not yet done the magazine ban. There are different versions floating around out there. One of the versions would apparently exempt rimfire uh, firearms. So if you have a 22, like a 1022, that's acceptable, or a uh, lever action 22 rifle would be acceptable, but it cannot have more than a 10 round magazine. So if you have a 1022 with a standard 10 round magazine, that would be acceptable, but if you put an extended magazine, like a BX-25 magazine in it, well, then you're obviously a you know terrorist and a felon, and you need to go to jail. Uh, the important thing to keep in mind is these laws that they're passing, they are felonies. You yeah. know, this is not where you're going to get a fine or this item gets confiscated. They're felonies. And so they're literally talking about turning 90% of the state into felons because... I live here in Virginia, and with the exception of Northern Virginia, everybody pretty much has a firearm. Uh, I live here in Northern Virginia, and there are a lot of people who are not into firearms. And Dutch, we're going to have to cut you off. Uh, This is the end of segment one. Join us on the other side for segment two and get more of the information. Everybody, we're just getting started here. Boots on the ground intel from Dutch from Virginia. We'll be right back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate right after this. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. 
Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for Come and Take It, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. And we're back with more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here with our second half of Prepping 2.0, episode 64, with uh, Intel report from Dutch on the ground in Virginia. You were just talking about Dutch, how um, this the the assault weapons ban will immediately, excuse me, <clears throat> make everyone a felon. So if you so the the gun you possess right now, the firearm you possess right now. If this passes in a few days, immediately we'll make everyone break a heroin. You and I will say this too, and this is no joke. The governor, and speak to this if you want, has I, what I've seen in the news feeds has made it clear. He's he's asking for extra funding to build the prisons to put people in prison. So speak to that. Keep going. Okay. Well, uh, as I was saying, this, this you know carries a penalty of being a felony. So you've got you know literally half or more of the population. I personally would say that it's somewhere 80 to 90% of the population has at least one semi-auto firearm, whether it's a, you know, a Glock pistol or an AR-15 or their grandfather's, you know, M1 carbine from World War II. All of those firearms, however required, would, you know, suddenly carry the weight of a felony charge. And it's also true for every single magazine. Uh, you know, I'm obviously a, a very avid firearms, uh, you know, collector. But when you think about every desk drawer, every uh, drawer in the, you know, the tool room in my garage, uh, all of the boxes and bins that I have in my basement, my attic, in my garage, if I have one magazine that I somehow miss, I'm suddenly a felon. And I have, I have no idea how many I have, but I know I have hundreds. Uh, and I'm not that untypical amongst gun collecting people when you have multiple different types of firearms. It, it, it's a completely tone-deaf response from the governor. They don't care. They know what they're doing is egregious, and they're fine with that. They don't care about your rights. They don't care about due process. Their answer is, is we're, we're going to be reasonable with you. We're, we're going to give you six months to register the firearms or, or dispose of them 
uh, or they're going to be subject to confiscation. So we'll give you a grandfather period of six months. As long as you tell us where they are so we can come and pick them up later, uh, then, you know, that's okay. And obviously, uh, that's not gone over well here in Virginia because our state motto is uh, Six Semper Tyrannus, uh, which means uh, thus always to tyrants. And it's got a picture of somebody with a sword um, and, and, a, and a Roman official trampled underneath that person's Being foot. on, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like the, the Thomas Jefferson slogan, this is not the state uh, motto, about uh, resistance to tyranny. Uh, resistance to tyranny is obedience to God. Same idea. Well, how did we get here? Because I think that a lot of people sit there and they say, Virginia, what, are you kidding me? Because this can happen in your state. We're going to talk more about that. But how did this happen sort of politically in Virginia? Well, quite honestly, through apathy. Uh, Virginia is a little bit unusual in that we spread our elections out uh, over a four-year period. Uh, most states, you have an election every two years where you have a presidential election and then you have the midterm elections. Virginia is different. Uh uh, in this upcoming uh, year of 2020, there's a presidential election and also a U.S. Senate election. Uh, and, and that's basically it. In the election next year, you have state-level officials like the governor and the, you know, the vice governor, uh, the attorney general are elected. Then the year after that, which is the midterm election, you have U.S. Congress and you have one of the House of Delegate, you know, or some of the House of Delegates, or excuse me, all of the House of Delegates come up. Uh, the year after that, they have another election, uh, which would be for um, the U.S., uh, or excuse me, State Senate, and then the year after that, you have another presidential election. So it's unusual that there's an election every year, which requires a little bit more effort than, you know, what you get in other states, because you are expected to go out and vote every year. Unfortunately, most people don't. And I was trying to, you know, inform, I'm politically active, and I realized what was happening. I was trying to tell people, you know, you really need to get out and vote. And a lot of people just didn't think it was important. I had people say, well, we control the state. It's Virginia. They're never, you know, they're never going to win Virginia back because we've had it for the last, you know, 25 years. They thought that was a permanent state. What they didn't realize is that in the last two elections, uh, Bloomberg and other outside forces have been pouring huge amounts of money into the state. The previous election, it was done on sort of a test basis, only in a few races, and they would dump a half million dollars or more, at least a half million dollars, into any uh, candidate who was an anti-gun person. Now, initially, they only did it to a few of those people. Well, they got really good results from that. So this this year, they did it with everyone. Any anti-gun candidate who was running for uh, state senate or for House of Delegates, they came out and gave them a half a million dollars or more, and they crushed the Republican opposition. Uh, in my particular district, the candidate was... Uh, you know, just, you know, a regular person. He had a, uh, a campaign budget of about $15,000. Because, after all, it's a state-level uh, office that pays $18,000 a year. His opponent spent over half a million dollars to defeat him. So that half-million-dollar figure... That? that? half-million-dollar figure, so I'm tracking, is... Per candidate. So we're talking millions per and millions. Candidate. Holy Toledo. So, and let me throw this out there for our listeners, because I've, I've, I've been in the political circle before. I, I cannot stress enough how that is like, that's like, you know, I don't know, being a high school football player and, and being good at what you do and you're playing with high school level and then having Tom Brady come in and just 
annihilating you. That is that is a show of force. It is unheard of for that to happen. And and the intent is to crush the opponent. There's there's no way if you have if you're if you're in the political cycle and you and you know this and a typical budget for one of these races is like you just said. I know. Let's just say twenty thousand dollars. And someone comes in with so much more. It's it is crushing. I will say this. This happens all over the place. George Soros does the same thing. This last election, I know in in the state of Oregon, he he put a half a million dollars into a, a local uh, defense uh, prosecuting prosecuting attorneys race, attorneys race a in county the, level a race. county level race a half a million dollars again crushes the opposition. And if you're not paying attention as a voter. And and realizing that this isn't just about issues or whatever, it can it can absolutely bamboozle you. They they did this in Colorado. I talked about this in my first book. This is what outside forces do. They go in and they just throw in an amazing amount of money and absolutely bamboozle voters. And we need we as voters. I absolutely hear what you're saying, Dutch. We need to pay attention. We need to pay attention. I want to address what you just said. they did this in all of the state uh, delegate and state senate races. Any you know any candidate that was anti-gun, they threw money at him. But it wasn't just on the state level. They also went to the county level, and there were multiple uh, counties where they put huge amounts of money, you know, half a million dollars or more. In some cases, several million dollars into the races for the uh, uh, county prosecutor. And as a result, the county that I live in, the prosecutor has you know, said that he's not gonna prosecute low-level crimes anymore. Exactly. Uh, you know, instead of, you know, even though it's a felony to you know, still above a, a certain amount, you know, at a retail level, just like you've been having out in California, he has decided, nope, if it's below $2,500, you know, we're not going to prosecute anybody. Which results so in people... result, once yeah. this goes into practice, is what has already happened in California. People will walk into a Best Buy, pick up a TV, walk out the door knowing that no one's going to stop them. And exactly. even if they did, if the police came and arrested them, there wouldn't be any prosecution. And the it's big, insanity. It is insanity, and I will say this. If the police come, the police won't come to calls like that once those rules are changed. But I think it's really interesting what you just said. But to own a firearm or one of these magazines is a felony. That makes it so that someone can walk into a Best Buy, steal a TV, but God forbid, and not get prosecuted, but God forbid you have a magazine. Grandpa's M1 right. carbine from World War II. You're going now, to jail yeah, for that. You have the right to remain silent. And and so, uh, and, and it's even more than that. They're wanting to, they're trying to win a cultural war. Is what it boils down exactly. to. Exactly. I have a son. He's no longer. He's now in the high school level. But the but preschool. Excuse me. The kindergarten that he went to, they had uh, a you know story time with a drag queen. To exactly. When people, the parents were not advised about it ahead of time, and when they found out about it, they were appalled, and they demanded to know, you know who had authorized it, and you know, his background been checked, and that sort of thing. Come to find out, he was a convicted sex offender who shouldn't even have been allowed to be near children. That is it, happening it, all it, over the country. That's happening in Idaho. These sorts of things are happening all over. I want people to listen. You cannot move your way out of this. This is happening everywhere. It is a culture war, and it is trying to make America un-American. These are the things that make us special. It's crazy. You're going to say something. Well, and I think I, I we're getting no offense to everybody, but yes, we're getting we need to off get of back the on Virginia tap. and the and the yes. the spark and everything. This is good background. So I think it's fair to say I'm going to summarize it this way, if that's correct, Dutch. You've got conservative, peaceful, gun-owning people who have your basic American way of life, and now all of a sudden there's a thunderclap and everything has changed. You can steal from Best Buy, but you can't have Grandpa's M1 carbine, and you got Drag Queen Story Hour. It's a shock. So that is the segue into this. What has the reaction been? Yes. <laughs> uh, at, at first, there was stunned disbelief and everyone's like, well, okay, well, you know, we'll just have to go fight this. And then slowly the realization came, 
largely because of the gloating, the Democrats, mm-hmm. you know, started, you know, gloating about how they now had control. There was no way that they could be stopped. And whether you like it or not, as our governor put it, um, elections have consequences and we're not going to compromise on anything. We're pushing it all through, uh, or words to that effect. Uh, the, you know, they don't care what our opinions are, and they have demonstrated that at a number of town meetings. There has been a huge uproar over this, and it's, it's good to see that people are finally, you know, waking up. I wish they'd have done it a couple of months ago. But we've developed, we've taken a uh, page out of their playbook and we've created sanctuary counties. Good. Yeah, talk about that, the numbers. Of 95 counties in the Commonwealth of Virginia, we're a Commonwealth now state, and of 95 counties, 91 have become sanctuary counties. Almost 100%. Uh, Almost 100%. Uh, Actually, the the movement started in mid mid-November, and within a month, we had reached the 90% mark. Uh, The last couple came pretty slowly because the populations were, you know, pretty heavily mixed, but it has been dramatic. A lot of these uh, independent cities, 13 out of 38 cities have uh, become sanctuaries, 24 towns have become sanctuaries, and by sanctuaries, by, sorry to interrupt, by sanctuaries, you mean that's a sanctuary for the Second Amendment. That is to say, in all, virtually all counties in Virginia and many independent cities, those cities and counties will not assist the state in enforcing these laws. So you're going to have the sheriff saying, I didn't see nothing, right? Is that what we mean by sanctuary? Yeah, that's, that's essentially it. The, the, the reality of it is, is that the, if you go out to, you know, one of the rural counties or even into some of the smaller cities, the, you know, the population is opposed to this. They know that it's unconstitutional and they know that they're basically railroading the railroading, you know, Mm -hmm. this through and they're upset about it. And the police quite simply don't want to get shot, you you know, because of a law that they personally are opposed to and feel are unconstitutional. And, Thankfully, the county boards of supervisors have decided to back them up and they've passed resolutions. And the effect of the resolution is, is they're telling the county employees, the sheriffs, deputies, the city, uh, police, etc. You know, you will not prosecute this. If you if you pull somebody over and he's got an AR-15 or if you uh, as long as you know, he doesn't have some kind of you know criminal activity or he's a prohibited person, you're just gonna you know, ignore it, you know, just like they uh, Democrats have been doing for years when it comes to illegal aliens who have warrants against them, uh, uh-huh. and they're not happy about that. You know, what's good for the goose is apparently not good for the gander in their playbook. So it's that, a one-way street. You bet. So let me jump in here because this is a good spot to ask this question. Two questions. So it has these, and we watched it here on social media because again it wasn't in the news we watched from our vantage point how all what you just said the towns and the cities passed resolutions and it was inspiring to watch and the reaction to that from the governor was doubling down ratcheting down introducing more legislation that would combat that so that's one thing i'd like you to speak to and the second thing tell us what you can because people have told us dutch it's getting tense. Talk about the tension. It's 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 not. It's tense. So tell us about that. Well, to, to start with, the the tension uh, has not come from the citizenry. It has come from the governor and his actions. Uh, when the you know the governor and the Democratic leadership, new Democratic leadership. Uh, started gloating about everything they were doing, and they started announcing all of these bills even before the new uh, you know, session of the uh, legislature actually went into effect in January. Uh, people were, you know, reasonably upset, and that's what started the sanctuary movement. When the governor found out that within literally three or four weeks, ninety percent of the uh, uh, counties in the uh, Commonwealth said, no, we're not going to do that. His response was was to say, 
you will do this, and if your police departments and your police officers refuse to do this, I will strip them of their state accreditation Jeez. so that they lose their insurance and you know their legal authority to affect arrests, et cetera. And there will be consequences. We will you know go after those officers individually. Uh, you know, on you know, uh, you know, he didn't go into great detail, but obviously they were going, the officers themselves would become the uh, uh, subjects of criminal cases. And the, he said, if he did not get, uh, if the police would not per, uh, perform his door-to-door searches, etc., he was going to bring in the National Guard and. That did not go over well with the National Guardsmen. Uh, and it did. he just keeps ratcheting things up as a tyrant would do because yes. he's stomping his feet and people aren't doing what they're, you know, what they're being told. Uh, we're not just, you know, you know, meekly saying yes, sir, and turning in our guns as he apparently thought we were actually going to do. Um, the response amongst the population, obviously people have gotten very upset. Uh, in uh, Tazewell County, and I know yes. in some other yes. counties, but Tazewell has publicly announced that they have reconstituted the volunteer militia, and they are formally training their militia. We've had, uh, there are a number of other places that that's going on, either uh, on a county-wide level or on a uh, private level. The uh, West Virginia uh, Senate this is amazing. a resolution yes. a few days ago offering the people who live in Virginia to have their county, you know, switch over and join the uh, state of Virginia. I want to emphasize West Virginia. I want to emphasize uh, Virginia has an unusual history. Virginia and West Virginia were originally one state yeah. during the middle of the Civil War. The western uh, mountainous area decided it was going to secede from Virginia, which after it seceded from the Union, they uh, allowed them to do that. And they, you know, they, the state legislature of Virginia gave any county that wanted to go to West Virginia to do so, the ability to do so. And that's never been rescinded. So arguably, you know, Let's undo it. There are counties that could actually do that. See, I want to. It's gotten really kind of surreal. Exactly. The, and, and that's what I wanted to uh, mention is that right. when we say when we say to people, this stuff hasn't happened before. We're in uncharted territory. It's actually not uncharted. It happened in the first civil war. But when you have, and I want people to just like pause and think about this, you have a state poaching counties from another state. You have a state saying, "Why don't you guys come and join our state to get out of this tyranny?" Tell me, go ahead in the comments on this uh, on this podcast. Tell me when that has happened since the last civil war. Let me put it this way. When states are offering citizenship and inclusion to other counties in other states, that's what happens before, during, and after a civil war. This is not normal politics. When I saw that Virginia was offering <laughs> to bring in Virginia counties, that to me was a when the heck has this happened the last time so i pardon my enthusiasm it's not enthusiasm the the emphasis Shock. i should say this is serious doggone business this doesn't happen this is not republicans win democrats win the sales tax should be 8.1 percent no it should be 8.2 percent that's that's, that's yesteryear gone. that is gone that's the good old days guys when we didn't have to worry about grandpa's m1 carbine being as illegal as a brick of heroin. So I just wanted to emphasize that, Dutch. Sorry to interrupt you, but that is that is mind-blowing. Well, again, it, it comes down to what I talked about before, is that we're having a cultural war here. And they have become emboldened to the point where doing things like having story time with drag queens and telling people we don't, they're, they're to the point where they literally are saying, we don't care what you want, we've got control, However, we managed to get it, and I won't go into the questionable elections, uh, other than to say that a recent thing came out that in the county that I live in, which is in Northern Virginia, 105% of the eligible uh, voting Jeez. age adults are registered to vote. 
Now, that anyone doesn't add up. with a brain realizes that out of 100% of the population, you're probably going to have 70% that are actually registered to vote. Somehow we have 105%, which I can't do the math on that one. Um, <laughs> they it, cheat. They cheat people, at elections. The left cheats at elections, period. There I said it. Somebody prove yeah, me wrong. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the, the people uh, are, you know, finally, you know, realizing, okay, this is it. They're become so blatant there to the point where they're just telling us, give us your guns or we're just going to physically come take them and ruin your life and, you know, make you a felon. So, you know, surrender now or we'll ruin your life. You know, take away your children, and we're going to do it on a. You know, we're we're arrogant enough at this point that we're going to do it on a statewide or commonwealth wide scale, because we can't. Exactly. And they don't realize the bear they're poking, because this is not California, where you've seen this thing happen over a period of fifty years, a death of a thousand cuts, where they do a little bit and then they do a little bit more. Yep. They've decided they're going to do this all at all once, right now. Yep. And the you know it's it's like the uh, old story of the boiled frog. You drop a frog in the boiling water, he'll jump out. If you put a frog in water and then turn the heat on, you know he'll he'll just sit there and boil. And they're going to get a really bad reaction from this. Uh, and I'm going to get into the specifics of that now. We'll tell you what, we have about a minute, Dutch. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, Go ahead. Uh, we'll just say this, and then, as usual, the really good part of the conversation will happen in the after show. Sorry, it's not intentional. We just It just happens that way. January 20th, there's going to be a big march. I'm going to go ahead and, and just give, you, give folks the details because we're running out of time. It's going to be a big march. Um, apparently, 100,000 or so people may show up. The governor has turned the Capitol into, uh, it looks like the Berlin Wall there. There are 17 metal detectors to get into the state. By the way, you can't just go and talk to your representative nope. about this. That's old timey stuff. That's old America. We don't do that anymore, at least in Virginia. There's a bunch of snipers, uh, government snipers. There's a bunch of Antifa. It's going to get spicy. Shelby, take us out of the regular show, and we're going to continue this in the after show. Folks, if you don't hear it any other week, hear it this week You'll with this topic. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. Our prayers are with Virginia. You've been listening to Prepping 2.0 with authors Shelby Gallagher and Glenn Tate. All of the fun and easy prepping information heard on this podcast can be found online at prepping2-0.com. You can also find out more about Glenn's books online at 299days.com and about Shelby's books online at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared. Be prepared.